no trash, just truth. We're your hosts and co-founders of Proverbs 910 Ministries, Chris Paxson and Rose Spiller. Chris, we're continuing in our series, Real Truth About Real Stuff, and today we're going to examine some things Christians often have questions about. We are. And it's funny that you said examine, Rose, because we're going to dive into the topic of alternative medicines and the many forms of Eastern religious practices that are embedded in some of them. We are. You know, Christians, like a lot of other people, want to try alternative medicine sometimes. But there's those who worry that because of the Eastern religious links to some of the alternative medicines, we should stay away from all of them, or at least some of them. And there's confusion because some of the aspects of different ones are at times mixed together. Yeah, and some have had the religious aspects of the process separated, or at least supposedly separated, from other parts of the treatment. And then some practitioners have totally made up their own version of a treatment. So that's why we decided to put together some information about a few of the alternative medicines, some of which are kind of new to the scene, so that Christians can make some informed decisions. Exactly. And this is not about judgment if you're participating or necessarily a warning against each thing we're going to mention. And obviously, there's no way we're going to get through all the treatments that are out there. However, the first one we're going to talk about today, I'd actually never heard of before until we started working on this episode. Yeah, I hadn't really heard about it either until recently. I think it's relatively new. It's called Shote. The name of it sounds like it comes from some sort of Eastern religion. And like I said, I'd never heard about it until a few weeks ago when I saw someone was asking about it on Facebook. And one of the first things I came across when I looked it up was a church that was denouncing it because, according to them, it had Eastern religious ties. So what did we find out about it? First, it seems that this practice was developed and also trademarked by a man named Terry Bell. On the Shote website, he mentions salvation as being the most important thing in someone's life and health second. And he's been on at least one Christian television show as a guest, and I guess that's probably why I saw a Christian asking about it. Shote is, according to his website, a special technique for reading vital components of the body. And according to the website, and I'm going to quote here, Shote is a combination of a few different methods and techniques, such as reading the eyes, reading the tongue, and an advanced muscle test to help determine the body's levels of health. It's an advanced, non-invasive combination of techniques that does not use equipment, machinery, or chemicals to determine the ailments of the body. On his website, ShoteHealthTrek.com, Mr. Bell sells everything from herbal supplements to a set of training DVDs to become a practitioner yourself. The sells for close to 1200 bucks. And on another website of his, he has links to make appointments with a practitioner of Shote. He also sells training seminars and all that stuff. So that's the basics, but our goal today is to help Christians answer the question, is it biblically wrong for a Christian to go see a practitioner of Shote? Well, one of the things his practice seems to utilize is something called erterology, which is a technique using patterns, colors, and other visible signs in the pupil of the eye that tell a practitioner things about the person's health. Some people claim that erterology is linked to Eastern religious practices or linked to astronomy. But in looking up erterology itself, that doesn't seem to be true. However, some practitioners of Shote and some practitioners of erterology also believe in and may be using Eastern religious practices or occult practices like astrology in their treatments. But we couldn't really find evidence linking Shote itself to anything in Eastern religion or the occult. 
Yeah, and I will say that Mr. Bell has links on his website to practitioners, like I said, so that you can find one in your area. And in the video on his one website, he's adamant that he wants people to use those practitioners. So my take on that is that if he's a Christian, which you know he claims to be, he wouldn't want false religious stuff or the occult brought into his practice. That would make sense. The other thing that's questioned about Shote has to do with whether its process of healing is linked to unblocking energy streams or energy channels in the body. If it was, that would be a problem because of the beliefs associated with energy channels in the body, which we'll talk about in a bit. But we couldn't find a connection to that with Shote on its trademark websites. Again, it was only when going to some practitioners' websites that there was talk about using Shote to unblock energy channels. Exactly. The treatment here seems to be herbal and diet related. So there you go. There's some information in case you've heard of this and you were wondering. If you want to do it, do some digging of your own on the treatment, but do even more digging on the practitioner. Now, speaking of energy channels, let's talk about acupuncture. Well, according to the Mayo Clinic, acupuncture involves the insertion of very thin needles through your skin at strategic points in your body. It's a key component of traditional Chinese medicine, and it's most commonly used to treat pain, but it's also been used for overall wellness, including stress management. Well, if you hate needles, you're probably going to run from this treatment no matter what. But if you're not afraid of needles, is there any other reason a Christian might want to reconsider? Well, Chris, this is where it sometimes gets problematic. In the traditional Chinese use of acupuncture, the idea is to put the needles into specific points of the body where they would balance the flow of what they call energy or life force, known as qi. This idea of an energy or life force or qi stems back to Eastern religions and is part of several alternative medicines as well as some exercises. That's true. Many Eastern religions believe in an energy or life force that animates everything in the universe, binds together all things in the universe, and consists of things that we take in like food, water, and air, and the vital fluid as well as this energy that naturally flows through our bodies. They believe this energy flows through pathways in our bodies and through all things in the universe, and this is, the, this is where that idea of feng shui comes from. And that energy needs to be balanced. In acupuncture, by inserting the needles into specific points along these paths, acupuncturists believe that your energy flow will rebalance. And the origin of acupuncture is Chinese Taoism. That's a religion that says there's two principles, and you've probably heard this. The first is yin, which is negative, dark, and feminine, and the second is yang, which is positive, bright, and masculine. And the religion believes in the importance of keeping your yin and yang of everything in harmony. They actually believe the interaction of these two forces is the guiding influence for the destinies of all creatures and all things. In other words, your fate is under the power of the balance or imbalance of these two forces. But the Bible teaches that our fate is under God's control. Rose, there are so many verses we could say here, but I'm going to go with Psalm 139 verses 13 to 16 which say, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. 
And Chris, if all of our days were ordained for us before one of them came to be, then we are not at the mercy of two forces called yin and yang. And in Taoism, there are varied beliefs. Some believe in polytheism, some in ancestral worship, and some believe in other things. Yeah, needless to say, Taoism and Christianity do not line up. But we won't go into more detail about the religion in this episode. But getting back to acupuncture, and we're going to include acupressure here, which is along the same lines, there is a form of both that comes from a non-religious standpoint. There are practitioners who don't subscribe to any religious influence at all in either. These practitioners believe that the points that are pushed on or that the needles go into affect nerves, something that we all know the body does have. They don't go into energy centers. That's what these doctors believe, that they actually go into nerves. And that seems medically sound, and it doesn't have anything to do with an energy force or a religion. So the bottom line, if you want to try this type of alternative medicine, check out the beliefs of the practitioner. Find out if there's some religious standpoint they're using for this treatment or not. Exactly. Again, check out the practitioner. That seems to be kind of key. But next, we're going to talk about something called Qigong. This is practiced by healers who use meditation, guided imagery, and assigning exercises to the patient, similar to something most Americans consider an exercise called Tai Chi. The treatments are to get your energy flow corrected again. Listen to the description from the National Qigong Association. Qigong can be described as a mind-body-spirit practice that improves one's mental and physical health by integrating posture, movement, breathing techniques, self-massage, sound, and focused intent. Qigong opens the flow of energy in meridians used in acupuncture in Chinese medicine. It enhances our ability to feel the life force underlying the physical world and to deepen our communication with it. So once again, Chris, I'm noticing a lot of the same words using the religious side of acupuncture. Just by that definition, this has a spiritual component to it, and it's talking about a life force. You guys listening can't see this, but life force is actually capitalized in the statement that Chris read from the website. It talks about our communication with the physical world. This sounds a lot like pantheism, which is the belief that God is equal to the universe, its physical matter, and the forces that govern it, and that God is in every living thing, even plants and animals. It's the doctrine that the universe conceived as a whole is God. You know, this makes me think of that famous video of Shirley MacLaine on the beach yelling, I am God, I am God, I am God. She was a believer in pantheism. And FYI, she's not God. <laughs> FYI, I don't think so. Let's say, I hope not. Oh my, it does, it does. That's a good, I'm glad you mentioned that, Rose. The Bible teaches something totally different than pantheism. The Bible teaches that there is one God. He is creator of everything. Genesis 1.1 says, In the beginning God created the heavens and earth. Isaiah 44.24 says, This is what the Lord says, Your Redeemer who formed you in the womb. I am the Lord who has made all things, who alone stretched out the heavens, who spread out the earth by myself. Not with Shirley MacLaine. Exactly. <laughs> and Colossians 1.16 tells us, For by him all things were created, both in the heavens and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. These are just a few of the tons of verses we could quote. Absolutely. It's good to know if you're thinking about Qi Gong. 
And there's another alternative medicine that falls in the same sort of category, and that's Reiki. Reiki combines the Japanese and Chinese word characters of Ri, meaning spiritual or higher power, and Ki, vital energy or life force. There are five Reiki principles. Here they are. Just for today, I will not be angry. Just for today, I will do my work honestly. Just for today, I will give thanks for my blessings. Just for today, I will be kind to my neighbor and every living thing. Chris, that sounds like really good stuff. It even sounds biblical for the most part, but it's not. Reiki practitioners believe that we are alive because a life force is flowing through us through pathways called chakras. And it also flows around us in a field of energy called the aura. I'm sure everyone's familiar with that term. They believe when this flow of life force is disrupted, it causes health problems, and that Reiki is a special kind of life force that can only be channeled by someone that has been attuned to it. The Reiki healer heals by sending positive energy through the blocked pathways or the chakras. So in a Reiki session, the practitioner is seeking to transmit a universal life energy to the client. The definition on the Johns Hopkins University website defines Reiki as, and I'm quoting here, a very specific form of energy healing in which the hands are placed just off the body or lightly touching the body as in the laying on of hands. Reiki can also be done long distance as a form of prayer. So, Rose, let's talk about this prayer thing. Who do you pray to if you don't believe in God? (laughs) That's an excellent question. Well, not all Reiki practitioners use prayer. Some are strictly about the energy thing. But there are those who do pray because they believe in some sort of higher power or powers who intervene on behalf of humans. Exactly. To be a Reiki healer, you can believe any religion at all or none at all. You can bring basically any religious ties you want, it seems, into doing Reiki because ultimately it's about the energy you have in your body. And those who do use prayer may even talk of God or spirit or spirits or the divine. They'll even use names like St. Peter when they talk about praying. They'll even get their adherents to submit to the will of the higher power. These types of things are what makes some people believe this is a Christian-based alternative medicine, but it's definitely not. They're not using any of the words in the same way as Christians would or should. Yeah, it is no wonder that Christians are led into this treatment. And since any religion is allowed, there are even people who claim to be Christians and also Reiki healers. But it's clear that anyone claiming this has no real understanding of the Bible at all. Rose, let's talk a little bit about this energy force we keep picking up on in several of these alternative medicines, including Reiki. Well, the belief is that there's some omnipotent energy that gives life to every living thing. The Japanese and Chinese spell it differently, but call this Ki. The belief is that inside our bodies are seven chakras or wheels of life. These chakras are energy centers. They start at the base of the spine. They go between the genitals and navel. Then there's one a couple of inches above the navel. There's one at the center of the chest, the middle of the neck, just above the brow area, and at the top of the head. That's called the crown chakra. And each one corresponds to something. From the bottom up, they are basic trust, sexuality, creativity, wisdom and power, love and healing, communication, awareness, and finally, the crown chakra is spirituality. And as a side note, this is fundamental in the belief of yoga too, which we're going to talk about more when we do that episode. 
But getting back to the energy, most call this energy Kundalini energy. And they picture the Kundalini as a serpent goddess at the base of the spine, at the first chakra coiled up. These chakras are the energy centers that supposedly get blocked. And that blocking impedes the energy from freely flowing upward through the seven chakras. And that results in mental, emotional, and physical problems. That's what they say. And it's believed that most people will never succeed in fully opening their crown chakra, the spirituality one. Opening that one fully supposedly gives you access to a higher consciousness. And they call that the kundalini awakening. Yeah, because Kundalini can finally move all the way up through the chakras without being impeded. Rose, it should go without saying by now that this does not in any way at all line up with Christianity. None of it does. I mean, we all know it's the Holy Spirit that resides in Christians. He awakens us to a new spiritual life by regenerating our hearts. As John 6, 63 says, it is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. God does the work to establish the relationship with his people. He acts first. We do not act first, like trying to open our chakras to awaken him. That's totally backwards. It is. And in Ezekiel 37, 14, it says, I will put my spirit within you and you will come to life and I will place you on your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and done it, declares the Lord. And Rose, those are only a few verses, and this is only one problem with all of this. So true. If you're a Christian practicing Reiki or a Reiki practitioner who claims to be a Christian, you need to investigate this further. And getting back to those who practice Reiki, some also use crystals and stones in their practice. They do. It's believed that different crystal or stones can help us release the life energy. There's different ways practitioners believe this can happen using crystals. They may be held by the client, placed on different areas of the body, or maybe even placed around the treatment room to help facilitate healing during the session. Can I just read a few words about what some practitioners believe about crystals and stones? Go right ahead. Well, here's a sampling of what they believe, and I'm quoting. A connection between the mind and body and the mineral kingdom and the stones helping establish a deeper connection with the earth. Here's another one. It's a good practice to connect with the crystals and see if they would like to help with the Reiki session. Crystals have a choice. <laughs> and pick up each crystal, connect with it, and ask it if it's willing to or if it wants to be useful as a Reiki tool. So let me get this straight. You're asking the stones or rocks if they want to help. Yep. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh. In Genesis 1:26, God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock and all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. God gave humans dominion over all living things, and then we're supposed to let an inanimate object decide if it wants to help us with our treatment or not. Go figure. Yeah, go figure. And on top of that, it's believed these stones and crystals can be charged by the moon, but the sun will zap their energy. I just have nothing left to say. Well, I have more to say. There's even instructions for using them to promote world peace. Why hasn't this been done? (laughs) That sounds unbelievable. And you know, Rose, if they could actually do the world peace thing, it, it goes the same with, you know, all those fake faith healers like Benny Hinn. Where are they when people are sick? 
why don't we have world peace if Riki could do it? Once again, when you take it to the end, it makes no sense. And it's just unbelievable. And just a side note, because I'm sure a lot of people have had hot stone massages. Again, check out the practitioner. If it's just a massage with hot stones because it helps relax and soothe you, nothing wrong with that. Just make sure they're not incorporating some of this Reiki stuff into their practice. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it would feel good and relax muscles to have hot stones, but that's something totally different than what these guys are doing. So moving on to the last on our list today because of time, let's just say a few words about the big Christian thing that's causing a lot of upset in the Christian community, and that's essential oils. Yeah, essential oils have become really big in the Christian circles. Some Christians warn against it because they're used by occultists or pagan religions. You know, those religions believe that they have spiritual properties to them, or they're used, for lack of a better word, because they believe they're magical in some way, or they use them in spells and stuff. But just because they're used this way by some, should Christians be using them and also selling them, or should they avoid them? Well, let's start by saying that extracting these oils from plants and using them medicinally, as well as for aromatics, has been done for thousands of years. So to answer the question, we have to ask, does the Bible teach that we're to stay away from something good just because some people use it in a sacrilegious way? And to that, we have to say no. Just like eating meat offered to idols that Paul addresses in 1 Corinthians 8, Christians can use essential oils even though pagans and occultists use those same oils too. But if there's a brother or sister in Christ that's coming to your house and they're really struggling with this or having a problem with essential oils, then, you know, you should consider not using them while they're there. I agree. And the other problems that Christians have with essential oils stems from things that could be a problem with a lot of products, not just essential oils. They're things like promoting essential oil sales more than the gospel. Selling them at church as if there's some sort of special Christian thing that makes it okay. They're not special. You wouldn't routinely try to sell cars or copy paper or jewelry at church. So don't do it with essential oil. Yeah. And remember, they're not a cure-all. So don't make them out to be. That was another problem it seems that some people were having. The fall of Adam and Eve brought death into the world. We're going to die. All of us are. Hebrews 9.27 and many, many other verses in the Bible tell us so. As well as life experience. (laughs) As well as life experience. (laughs) And the coronavirus. I mean, you know. And and there seems to be companies that sell essential oils whose descriptions of what they can do are steeped in occult or false religion. If the descriptions talk about your life force or mention helping you in a spiritual sense, Consider buying from another company rather than having your money support those people. Proverbs 25, 26 says, If the godly give in to the wicked, it's like polluting a fountain or muddying a spring. Absolutely. So that's where we need to end today. Like we said at the beginning, this, these subjects can be confusing. We hope this episode has shed some light on some things that Christians should take into consideration before starting any of this. And we just hope it's helping. If you have any questions or comments or feedback about today's episode, please leave it on whatever podcast platform you're listening to or on our website, Proverbs910Ministries.com, or you can private message us through Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Have a blessed day.